Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Rusty Quill presents The Magnus Archives Episode 174 The Great Beast
the shadow falls over everything Marine has ever known. When it had first covered her home, bathing the street beyond her window in unexpected shade, she had thought it an eclipse. There wasn't supposed to be one then, she is sure of that, although if pressed she could not have told you what day it is today. Before the shadow fell, she is sure that the sun was shining brightly, although if pressed she could not have pictured it. And the humid heat of a lingering summer had left the world sleepy and unprepared, although, if pressed, she remembers the heat, but not the season. All told, the time before the sky was covered is hazy to her, but she knows that there was one, a time before something blocked out the sun. It moves and shifts as if it is willed, clearly a part of some greater whole. A foot? A hand? Perhaps a single finger? To look up is to see only the smallest fraction of it covering the sky, and half of Marine's mind screams at her to get back, to get further away, to get to a distance where perhaps she could see the whole of it, a position where the idea of comprehending what she is looking at isn't some bitter joke. But the other half of her mind whispers the truth that it is already so far away that to see it in its entirety is impossible. And if she did, she could not understand it. But there is another certainty within her, another piece of terrible knowledge that bubbles up unbidden from somewhere in Marine's soul that is no longer hers. It is coming closer. It is descending on her home and everything that she has ever known. And when it arrives, it will not even notice that it has destroyed her. That it has so casually wiped from the world everything that she will ever know or love. It will crush her home. It will crush her family and her city and her world. The shadow is over everything. Marine gathers her mother, who sits in the kitchen over a pot of sour-smelling tea, berating her that they should have left earlier. She gathers her husband, who snorts in derision and tells her that he's heard that there isn't really any danger at all. She gathers her daughter, who asks with wide eyes and the voice of nervous innocence where they are going, what's going on. Marine cannot quite make out their faces as she bundles them into the car, old and shuddering as it coughs into life. Does she remember having a child? A spouse? Does she remember her mother having such a cruel sneer? It doesn't matter. They are here now, and she has to save them. She cannot leave them to the growing shadow, and the thing coming ever closer. She starts to drive. The streets are empty, the blank-faced strangers around them frozen, staring to the sky in still and silent expectation. There is no traffic, nothing to stop the laboured grinding of the elderly car as it careens down the street, hunting desperately for the edge of the shadow. Maureen knows if she can just escape it, find where it ends and the sunlight hits the earth, they can be free. They will not be beneath it when the vast being arrives. 
there is no hope in her for it. No glimmer of optimism as they hurtle down street after street. Only the crushing dread. The leaden knowledge that they started too late, that they're not fast enough, that the shadow reaches a thousand miles in every direction and they could drive for a month. Have they been driving that long? How many miles have they travelled now? And still they would never get away. Never cross that line from below the shadow into open, sunlit air. The world gets darker and the thing moves closer. It will be upon them any moment now. The car grinds and crunches somewhere in its engine and rolls to a stop. Maureen grabs her daughter, now crying with fear and confusion, and begins to run. Where is she running to? It will be upon them all soon, wiping out everything they were or are or will be, rendering their lives an unremembered blip, crushed beneath its unstoppable significance. It is right above them, and it will not stop. How long has she been running? Minutes? Days? Her unfamiliar daughter laughs cruelly, carried in Marine's exhausted arms. They cannot escape the shadow, as their doom gets forever closer. Far, infinitely far above her, Edward holds his grip tight. His fingers are white with strain and his own arms burn and ache deeper than he thought possible. He is interlocked, woven into an unending tapestry of suffering contorted bodies. The shape that they create is a mystery to him, but as it moves he can feel his own muscles twitch and stretch with those he holds onto, together shifting and pulling and lifting the bulk of the thing of which he is only the tiniest part. Where the impulses come from he does not know, travelling through the impossible colossus, rippling down the people who form its bulk, moving as one. He does not know where in the thing he is, but suspects that it is not too far from the edge, for sometimes he can see something he might almost believe to be sky. Some part of it hits the ground, however distantly below him that may be. A foot, perhaps, or a limb of some sort. The shuddering impact of it resonates up through the bodies that surround him, and all at once they cry out in pain. He can hear bones snap and tendons rip as the force of the step sharply shifts the twisted arrangement of human misery. Edward's own neck is spun, pushed by the shoulder of the woman crushed in behind him, and turned so far to the side that he is sure another millimetre, and it will break entirely. For hours he holds that position, dreading every moment that the next motion of the thing they construct will break him like thin porcelain. And then it comes, not another stepping impact for those are rare and ponderous, the agonized pull of the hole trying to lift itself. Every muscle in every body tenses all at once, and Edward finds himself moving, pushed and squeezed and gasping for space and... free. Without warning, he finds himself in open air, 
forced out of the thing like a chute pushing up through the soil. He takes in a deep breath, his protesting limbs now limp and almost useless, and collapses upon a ground that looks up at him in envy. No, not a ground, for it is only now that Edward realises how thin the air is, how cold it is without the warmth of uncountable bodies surrounding him on all sides. Behind him, he can see the shifting sea of people stretching out forever. But in front of him, a few hundred meters away, there is what appears to be an edge. In a place where time has meaning, it might be said it takes Edward hours, days to drag himself over the writhing floor. But eventually he finds himself laying upon that horizon, willing himself to look out over and down, see where he is, if there is any place to which he might escape. And so finally, he looks. His stomach drops and his arms seize as he looks upon a hundred miles of slowly moving humanity down to a stark and barren ground far below. It is so far down that if he climbed for a year, he would not reach the end of it. His tears fall down and away into the open sky. His teeth lock in fear and he begins to try and move backwards, away from the precipice. But there is a movement, a shift in the people below him as the great beast stretches some part of itself. A wave of spasming limbs passes beneath Edward and in a moment he is flung, upwards and away, out into the empty air below. Is falling. He cannot breathe as the air is forced from his lungs and the razor-cold wind lashes at his skin. He is falling. The beast he was once a part of is a blur beside him as he plummets, human forms lost in the strange moving texture. He is falling, and he is so small and so afraid he wonders if he will ever hit the ground. He does not want to die smeared over that flat and hateful wasteland far below. And he flails, limbs throwing themselves violently around, trying to catch a hold of something, anything to save himself. Edward feels a hand grip his. The stop is sudden, violent, wrenching his shoulder from its socket with a wet pop. He screams in pain, but also in relief. As he hangs there, suspended above his fate. Despite his dread, it takes only a moment for him to make his decision. He reaches out with his other arm and feels it gripped by a dozen hands as slowly, inexorably, Edward allows himself to be pulled back into the great suffering colossus. Far below, there is another impact as if something were being stepped on. Is it much further? Yes. I'm not entirely sure what you were expecting. It's the vast. The clue is in the name. Yes, all right. Just be glad that this is one of the domains that actually has ground to walk on. Whatever. 
so how far are we from the other side? And, and don't say time and space don't work here, that's a cop-out and you know it. Fine. Three days. Thank you. Wait. Wait, what counts as a day? What an excellent question. Oh my god, you can be infuriating sometimes, you know that. Yes. Fine, fine. How about Simon? How close are we to him? Um, close, but he's able to move a lot faster than we are in this place. Meaning? Meaning I know where he is, but if he doesn't want us to reach him, I don't know if we'll have much of a chance. So, so what, we're just going to trust him to show up to his own execution? Oh, Jesus! Uh, apparently. Hello. Hello. Dreadfully sorry. I only just noticed you were both here. That's the problem with having such a big place, you know. You can miss things if you're not careful. Uh, right. Good to see you again, Martin. And you must be the famous archivist. Herald of the Ceaseless Watcher. Harbinger of the New Age, etc. Lovely to meet you at last. Simon Fairchild, at your service. I know who you are. <laughs> of course you do. I imagine you know pretty much everything by this point. How is it? How does it feel? Strange. Yes. I can imagine. These gifts can feel very disconcerting at times. I'm sure you'll get used to it eventually. And how are you, Martin? Still trying to save the world and all that? Yes. Pity? Well, Armageddon... It's not for everyone, I suppose. I'm quite enjoying it, of course. Although Junior over there can be a little bit of a handful. I might have guessed you'd be happy living in this nightmare. I mean, not that it matters, but yes, I am. Honestly, I think you could be too if you set your mind to it. But I'm not one to tell you how to live your eternity. No, you're not. Because I'm done listening to you. I'm sorry. I'm not sure I follow. All those lies you told me. You helped to do this. You turned the world into your... your playground. Um, not to be a pedant. But if you recall, I was actually doing a favour for Peter. And if Peter had one, none of this would have happened. Also, not to make excuses, but they weren't exactly lies. Just oversimplifications of complicated truths. And guesses. A lot of guesses. Well, almost all guesses, really, now I come to think about it. Shut up. I don't care. Goodness. We're rather tetchy, aren't we? We've not been having an easy journey. John, what? It's true, we haven't. Well, in that case, thank you for swinging by to my huge corner of the apocalypse. We don't get many visitors these days, and, well... You might be the closest thing the universe has ever had to an important person. Oh, I, um... I mean, obviously you're still ultimately finite and all that, but altering the very fabric of reality, that's... That's pretty good going, all things considered. That's enough. John? Uh, yes? Do it. Uh, do what? Kill him. Uh, hang on. Can he do that? He can, and he's going to. Oh, okay. right. Just, um, seems a bit rude, to be honest. John? Just, just give me a in moment. Fact, yes. I, you know what? I'll, I'll probably just be going then. I'd prefer to keep existing, if it's all the same to you. Um, John! 
I... It's been lovely chatting to you. Good to see you both. <laughs> Feel free to pop by again when you're feeling less, um, murdery. John! Bye! You let him go? Yeah. Why? Because, uh... Why did you let uh, him go, John? I don't know. I just... I didn't want to kill him. Why not? Because he was nice to you? Because he was charming? Because he was fun? No, I, I, I just... Not now, Helen. I just wanted to add my vote to the disappointed side. Wait, really? I was rather looking forward to watching an old man metaphysically explode. Honestly, I feel a little bit cheated. The others were exceptional fun. You were watching? Of course. As much fun as the new world is, I am not about to miss a real, honest to godless Timmy God murder spree. <laughs> You're really not helping. I'm not trying to. Look, it's none of your business. Either of you. Like hell it isn't. Uh, Martin? Don't just Martin me. Sure, he looks like a harmless old man, but... I know, Martin. I know all the things he's done. Fantastic! So, rip him up. Pop him. Oh, oh, but um, just give me a bit of a head start so I can find a good spot. Enough, Helen. I won't be in the way. You won't even know I'm there. Again. What is it, John? What's right? Just this whole avenging angel thing. I, I'm not. It doesn't feel right. It seemed to feel right when we were avenging all the wrongs done against you. I know. I I, I know. All right, but well, that's kind of the problem. I have all this power, and, and I I want to use it to try and help. But I, I, I mean, I do done so much damage and, and anything that might help to balance that is but killing other avatars is, is not I, I don't think it makes anything better I think it just makes me worse you're removing evil from the world I, I'm not though am I the tenement fire is still burning the mortal garden is growing wild the carousel is... <sighs> what how are we still having this intensely boring conversation? I honestly thought that actually ending the world would be enough to stop you whining, but no. You're the most powerful person in a world where the worst consequences imaginable have already happened. Absolute power with zero responsibility. What more can you possibly need to just enjoy yourself a tiny bit? Fine. Guess I'll just leave then. Hang out inside myself until you get angry again and accidentally have some fun. It's not fun. <laughs> and here I thought you'd forgotten how to make jokes. I, I, I'm sorry, Martin. After meeting the child, I thought I'd been... I really hoped things would be simpler. You know? A nice, straightforward apocalypse. No. No, I'm sorry. Cheerleading you when you're on a magical murder spree probably wasn't a great idea. I started it. Good point. <laughs> I'll keep my apology then. I do kind of wish you'd wait until after Fairchild to have your crisis, though. 
You really want that old man dead? I mean, yeah, sure, when you say it like that, it sounds bad. What did he do to you? He threatened to throw me off a roller coaster. Ah. Okay, I I know it sounds like a joke, No, obviously, he's an avatar of the vast. I understand it's a scary threat coming from him. Yeah. It just doesn't sound like a scary threat. Thanks for that. Hang on. You're still down to kill Elias, right? Uh, Jonah, whatever. I'm still going to confront him. I don't know if killing him is something I'm even capable of, but if I can and I have to, I will. Yeah? Don't worry. I won't hesitate. Right. Right, alright then. Good. Let's go then. We don't want to keep him waiting. Lead on. Uh, why? Oh, right, yes. Follow me, then. The Magnus Archives is a podcast distributed by Rusty Quill and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share Alike 4.0 International License. Today's episode was written by Jonathan Sims, produced by Lorianne Davis, and directed by Alexander J. Newell. It featured Jonathan Sims as The Archivist, Alexander J. Newell as Martin Blackwood, Kareem Cronfley as Simon Fairchild, and Imogen Harris as Helen. To subscribe, buy merchandise, or join our Patreon, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us online, tweet us at the Rusty Quill, visit us on Facebook or email us via mail at rustyquill.com. Join our community on the Discord via the website or on Reddit at r slash the Magnus Archives. Thanks for listening. Hi everyone, Alex here. I'd just like to take a moment to thank some of our patrons. Tio Philberg, Cuss Bunny, Emilia Lee, Cora Larson, Rapsodia, Hannah McNutt, I Think Spirals Should Vote, Amaya, Stacey Bright, Matt Freeman, Black Dog, Karen Hamaston, Heather Biggs, Sinabi, Maria Tickerhoof, Catherine Nye, Jackie Tolomeo, Mary S, Laura, Miranda B, Kiera Gittins, Tiesi, Jeffrey De Conning, Louis Narrow, Ian A, Christina Stubb, Haley Phoenix, Kototif, Katie Glasson, Arcturus, Jenny Styan, Abigail Eileen, Chris L, Danny Colgan, Jude, Jennifer Dias, Megan Batchelor, Moomin Family, Samantha Lee, Anita Matheson, Stephanie Schinkel, Alienia, Hannah Sanna, Joan the Deer. C.E. McGill, Tamara Steves, Nadia Bracegirdle, Stitch, and Esme Whale. Thank you all. We really appreciate your support. If you'd like to join them, go to www.patreon.com forward slash rustyquill and take a look at our rewards. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves 
without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50-80% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Hi everyone, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone spelled woe period begone wherever you listen to podcasts or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts have fun and see you later